0: Right. On. Radio. Right. On. Radio. Hey, good afternoon, y'all. This is Pastor Joe. My pixels may not be super high quality, and I've been trying to pray and think about making this video all day long. And I thought I'd just talk to you. So, this sermon is going to be called The Dark Night of the Soul. It's going to focus on Jeremiah 29. Most every Christian who has ever been through any tough stuff in their life knows the scripture Jeremiah 29.11 which says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope, and a future. This is the truth. God does have plans for you. He has plans for you to fulfill. However, you also have free will. And you can walk slap away from God's plans for you. So what I'd like to do is start by reading you, well I'll start with prayer first, and then I will read to you the chapters 28 and 29 In the book of Jeremiah, and I want to get you to know the weeping prophet Jeremiah a little bit. This man was preaching the Word of God to people, and zero people were listening to him. Much like the modern day, um, where you have the alphabet sexual people, they have preachers. They go to them, and they tell them that the Word of God has been misinterpreted. They have burning ears and they want to have this is also scriptural they want to have teachers tell them what they want to hear. I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. What I'm here to tell you is Jesus does love you. He is God. He has a plan for you. So please join me in prayer and then we will read the scripture and then we will talk about what it says. I'll give you a little personal testimony and hopefully by the end of this I have given something that you can keep for yourself and pray for other people. Join me in prayer, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now just asking that you please bless our ears with hearing of your word. Please send the Holy Spirit to be not only in me, but in the listener. That we communicate the word of God, rightly dividing it, interpreting it, understanding what you want for us in our lives. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you please bless not only our prayers, but the speaking of your word today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Okay, so we're going to start with Jeremiah 28. I did have it bookmarked. I took the bookmark out. There it is. Jeremiah 28. On a December day in that same year, the fourth year of the reign of Zedekiah, king of Judah, Hananiah, son of Azur, a false prophet from Gibeon, Gibeon addressed me publicly in the temple while all the priests and people listened. He said, The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, declares, I have removed the yoke of the king of Babylon from your necks. Within two years I will bring back all the temple treasures that Nebuchadnezzar carried off to Babylon. And I will bring back King Jeconiah, son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah and all the other captives exiled to Babylon says the Lord, I will surely remove the yoke put on your necks by the king of Babylon. This was a complete lie. This was a man saying, I speak for God, and I'm telling you, God said this is going to happen. God didn't talk to this man. Not really sure how Aware you are of how much this is happening In this day and age In the last days There are many self-appointed Prophets I'm not a prophet I'm going to read the Bible to you I'm going to preach it to you I'm going to pray for you Hopefully that gets across The message of the Lord God that I've been called to preach So let's go back to the Bible Then Jeremiah said to Hananiah, which is the false prophet guy, in front of all the priests and people, Amen! May your prophecies come true. I hope the Lord will do everything that you say and bring back from Babylon the treasures of the temple with all our loved ones. But listen now to the solemn words I speak to you in the presence of all these people. The ancient prophets who preceded you and me spoke against many nations always warning of war famine and plague so a prophet who foretells peace has the burden of proof on him to prove that God has really sent him only when his message comes true can it be can it, can it be known that he's really from God then Hananiah the false prophet took the yoke off of Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Jeremiah had been arrested and placed in a heavy yoke called the false prophet. The king didn't like what he had to say, so he arrested him. Had him put in yoke. Yoke is like this wooden thing, like a stock, you know. They did in the um, 1600s in the U.S. He was arrested. He was called the false prophet because... He told the people they were going to suffer, which is what God told him. And this false prophet had prophesied all this good stuff that wasn't going to happen. So, then Hananiah the false prophet took the yoke off Jeremiah's neck and broke it. And Hananiah said again to the crowd that had gathered, The Lord has promised that within two years he will release all the nations now in slavery to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. At that point, Jeremiah walked out. Go and tell Hananiah, wait a minute. Soon afterwards, the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. Go and tell Hananiah that the Lord says, you have broken a wooden yoke, but these people have yokes of iron on their necks. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel says, I have put a yoke of iron on the necks of all these nations, forcing them in slavery. To Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and nothing will change this degree decree for I have even given him all your flocks and herds God had stated you will all submit to the king of Babylon I as God have decided this and anybody who's preaching that I'm gonna deliver you from that Is lying to you. Then Jeremiah said to Hananiah the false prophet Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, and the people are believing your lies. Therefore, the Lord says you must die. What? Did he just say, therefore, the Lord says you must die? This very year, your life will end because you have rebelled against the Lord. And once you think about 2021 and all the perversion going on and people saying, God is love. There was a mistake in the Bible in Leviticus 18.22. Romans chapter 1, 20 through 27. There was a mistake. God is love. He's not killing anybody anymore. You don't have to obey the law. Nothing. It's all about loving Jesus. And Jesus is love, and as long as you believe that, you're good. Well, let me introduce you to the God that Jesus is. He is the I Am. He is one with the Father. He is the one who wrote the Old Testament. Let's go on a little bit, further. Therefore, the Lord says you must die. This very year, your life will end because you have rebelled against the Lord. And sure enough, two months later, Hananiah died. After Jeconiah, the king and the queen, mother and the court officers and the tribal officers and the craftsmen had been deported to Babylon by Nebuchadnezzar, the entire kingdom, running the Israelites was captured by Nebuchadnezzar according to the decree of God the Father. Jeremiah wrote them a letter from Jerusalem addressing it to the Jewish elders and priests and prophets and to all the people. He sent the letter with Elasa son of Shaphan and Gamariah son of Hilkiah when they went to Babylon as king Zedekiah's ambassadors to Nebuchadnezzar. And this is what the letter said. We have crossed over into Jeremiah 29, which is the focus of this sermon. Here's what the letter says. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel sends this message to all the captives. He has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant vineyards, for you will be there many years. Marry and have children. And then find mates for them and have many grandchildren. Multiply. You see, God has decided to imprison his stubborn nation but yet blesses them so long as they obey him. Yet there are false prophets among them that say, God's going to bring you out of this. God's going to make sure you don't go through this. And they are completely misleading the bride of Christ. Something to keep, to file away right here as we go on through this. Don't dwindle away and work for the peace and prosperity of Babylon. Pray for her. For if Babylon has peace, so will you. A lot of people say the United States is modern day Babylon. I don't have much of a... Oh, I do have an opinion on it, but I'm not going to throw it out here, but I do see this going on here. This country is full of false prophets. Many of them are easy to spot. They think you can manifest your thoughts and name it, claim it, and they think that sitting for an hour watching somebody with an O in their last name with a steen on the end is teaching them how to get in touch with Jesus. So, if Babylon has peace, so will you. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, Don't let the false prophets and mediums who are there among you fool you. Please follow this advice now. Don't listen to the dreams they invent, for they prophecy lies in my name, and I have not sent them, says the Lord. The truth is this: you will be in Babylon for a lifetime but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised you and bring you home again the Lord God promises blessings upon generations there are people that have lived on the earth it's it's in the New Testament it's confirmed that believed God for blessings they have never seen until the moment they died, and now they're alive, and they're watching the blessings of God unfold as He has promised. His victories, his punishments, his bowls of wrath, his miraculous resurrections, from the dead, from the sick, from the blind. It's happening all around us. But the people that are already in heaven, in the courts of heaven with God, are watching his power unfold. Why doesn't he blast it all out at once? I don't know, I'm not God. I will tell you that he may or may not care to reveal to you that once you are saved and drinking from the river of life, he might not tell you why. I'm pretty sure you'll know by then, but I don't know. All I know is the Lord God is good he's all-powerful. He is for us, not against. We will go through things in this life. Even the book of Ecclesiastes says time and chance happen to all. God has built chance into life. If you don't think so, look where Jonah, you know, he was on the boat and they cast lots. Find out who it was. knew who it was god doesn't always mess with the sticks when they cast them that's it's kind of divination but god doesn't always stop that from happening so jeconiah the king the queen mother of the court the letter says the lord god of hosts, the god of israel sends this message to his captives he ex- exiled the Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes. Okay, we're going to go down another chapter. He's telling you to stay there and get married. Have family. Don't try to break out. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, says, Don't let the false prophets and mediums who are there among you fool you. Don't listen to the dreams that they invent, for they prophecy lies in my name. I have not sent them, says the Lord. The truth is, you will be in Babylon for a lifetime. That's where I stopped. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised and bring you home again as a people, as a nation. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord God, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. This is people's favorite Bible verse they cut it out of the Bible in a little like one by one paragraph square they say for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord "plans to prosper you not to harm you to give you hope and an expected end or a future depending on which version you are reading and many times we fail to read the next two verses Let's see how you get to God's plans in your life. Verse 12 says, In those days when you pray, I will listen. You will find me when you seek me, if you look for me with all your heart. God knows the plans he has for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm but Plans to give you hope and a future. How does God deliver those plans to, to you? You seek God. With what? You look for him. With all your heart. Will you see the blessing and plans of God in your life without seeking Him with all your heart? No. You won't. Verse 13 says, But now, because you... Wait a minute. Verse 13 says, In those days when you pray, I will listen. So first you seek Him with all your heart, and then... Almighty God, who created the universe with words Through His word, Yeshua Hears you I'll throw in there, there's two ways in the Bible that God says He hears you One is through prayer Specifically where two or more are gathered And the other one is God inhabits the praises of His people So if you are praising God Or praying to God in agreement with another Christian, I guarantee you the Lord God hears you. I'm trying to throw in spiritual warfare in here as well as discussing this topic. And we're going to get to the dark night of the soul at the end of the scripture reading. In those days when you pray, I will listen. You will find me when you seek me, if you look for me with all your heart. Yes, says the Lord, I will be found by you, and I will end your slavery and restore your fortunes and gather you out of the nations where I sent you and bring you back home again to your own land. There's a whole lot of deliverance in that verse. You started somewhere. There's somewhere that is home. Maybe the United States. Maybe it's Alabama. Maybe it's Georgia. Maybe you ran off when you were a teenager from wherever you were and ended up bebopping all over the place and never quite having a relationship with God. And now you're in North Dakota somewhere and still ain't got it right. When God hears you, he will bring you home wherever your home is. In the eyes of the Lord God, He will bring you to a place where you will feel like your feet are planted, where He wants you to be, where you will do what He wants you to do, where you pray to your God and He will hear you. This is a place you want to be. But now, because you accept the false prophets among you and say the Lord has sent them. Because you believe false prophets. I will send war, famine, and plague upon the people left here in Jerusalem, on your relatives who were not exiled to Babylon, and on the king who sits on David's thrones and make them like rotting figs, Too bad to eat. Have you taken a look at the government of one nation under God lately? Rotting things. Too bad. bad. Openly. Rotting. Openly. Proudly. Rotting. And I will scatter them around the world. This is coming. In every nation where I place them, they will be cursed and hissed and mocked for they refused to listen to me though I spoke to them again and again through my prophets therefore listen to the Word of God all you Jewish captives over there in Babylon let's assume this is us The Lord of hosts the God of Israel says this about your false prophets Ahab, son of Goliath, and Zedekiah, who was the king of the Israelites at that time, who are declaring lies to you in my name, Zedekiah, son of Maseah. I am turning them over to Nebuchadnezzar to, to execute publicly. If you don't think that God kills people, you're You're not understanding the vengeance of the Lord God. He does kill people. He doesn't kill anybody that doesn't deserve it. But you can't mock the Lord God. This is the same God that went to the cross for you. The same God that's coming back. The same God that people are saying now does not exist. The same God that people are saying, Oh, Jesus is love. We can do whatever we want to. This is the God they will answer to. I just want you to understand. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Same God. Their fate shall become proverbial of all evil, so that whenever anyone wants to curse someone, he will say, The Lord make you like Zedekiah and Ahab, whom the king of Babylon burned alive. And in another version, it's roasted alive. For those men have done a terrible thing amongst my people. They have committed adultery with their neighbor's wives and have lied in my name. I know, for I have seen everything they do, says the Lord. And say this to Shemaiah the Dreamer. This guy was one of the false prophets. He was a guy like people we have on TikTok. They're like, I'm a Christian tarot card reader. And they're like, we're we'll going to do it reading for you. And God is going to give you the blessing. What? Anyway. So to those mystic type people. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel says, You have written a letter to Zephaniah, the king, son of Messiah the priest, and sent copies to all the other priests and to everyone in Jerusalem. It's kind of political. This is a church thing. This false prophet sent this letter out to the king, to all the pastors of all the churches around. And in this letter you have said to Zephaniah, The Lord has appointed you to replace Jehoiada, Jehoiada, as priest in Jerusalem. And it is your responsibility to arrest any madman who claims to be a prophet. Is this is going to happen in this country very quickly. And to put him in the stocks and collar, why haven't you done something about this false prophet, Jeremiah of Anathoth? Jeremiah was the only prophet of God Almighty at the time. And here, these false prophets are like, why ain't you done nothing about him? What's happening in in the United States. I'm a pastor who believes in one nation under God. God created man and woman in an image for marriage, for raising children. The agenda that we have going on will label me very quickly and many many other Christians not me by myself as domestic terrorists because we believe in what the Bible says. Word of God has taught us, what the Spirit of Christ in us says. So let's go ahead and dig some modern day. You've already got some, but let's dig some modern day out of what's happening. It is your responsibility to arrest any madman who claims to be a prophet and to put him in stocks and the collar. Why haven't you done something about this false prophet Jeremiah of Anathoth For he has written to us here in Babylon saying that our captivity will be long and that we should build permanent homes and plan to stay many years and we should plant fruit trees for we will be here to eat the fruit from them for a long time to come. This is exactly what the Lord God said to Jeremiah. He told the people, you're under captivity. Settle down, live, work, I will deliver you in my time, but every false prophet stepped up with their magic spells, demonic, you know, burning ears, they wanted to be the prophet for the people, they said, in two years. God's going to burn down this slavery that we've got under this kingdom. Now, let me explain something to you. God will put you in situations that you are not going to get out of. We're going to start getting into the Dark Night of the Soul conversation here in a second. I'm almost done with the chapter. I'm going to explain to you what I hope will help you deal with if you're feeling like God is not listening to you now. I promise you, He is. There may be a reason why you're not hearing from him. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. Let me finish Jeremiah 29. So what haven't you done about this false prophet Jeremiah of Anathoth? For he has written that to us here in Babylon, our captivity will be long. We should build permanent homes, plan to stay many years. We should plant fruit trees because we're going to be here to eat the fruit from them for a long time to come. Zephaniah took the letter over to Jeremiah and read it to him. Then the Lord gave this message to Jeremiah. Send an open letter to all the exiles in Babylon and tell them this. The Lord says that because Shemaiah the Nahalamite, has, quote, prophesied to you when I did not send him and has fooled you into believing his lies, I will punish him and his Family, none of his descendants shall see the good I have waiting for my people, for he has taught you to rebel against the Lord. God's people agree. Amen. So let's talk about a dark night of the soul. In my experience, I've been a Christian for like 40 years. And when I first became one, I was thought to be a pastor. When I was 17 years old, I was very on fire with the Holy Spirit for about three years straight. My pastor once told me that um, I lived by my wit, but in my eyes he could do no wrong. Because I chased Jesus with all of my heart. But I wanted to fall in love because I was in uh, foster homes when I was a kid. So I was looking for this complete dedication relationship. And I wasn't getting it through Jesus like I should have. And I kind of fell a little bit that way by... um, Making whatever relationship I had from 17 to about 20 more important than my relationship with God. And um, I started drinking because that first relationship didn't work out. And I swore that God put me with that woman. Swore. So I drank for about 30 years. And slowly but surely that alcohol walked me away from the Lord God. And I got to the point where I would even ridicule people that were Christians. And I would... In my mind, I guess some atheists are like this. You know, they probably read the Bible. They know a lot about it. I knew more about it than most people and I had connected with the Spirit. If I stayed that way in my life after 45 years old, I probably would have went to hell. But the Lord gave me another chance. How did he give me a chance? I got the alcoholism so bad that I could not physically quit. Or, I couldn't fathom a life without it. One day, I was killed in a motorcycle wreck. Fifteen minutes after I had drank two or three, I had stopped for ten minutes at a bar. And I drank three very strong drinks, and I mean very strong, back to back. And I had one mile to go to go home, I thought, no big deal, this is going to be fine. The next morning, I woke up, and they told me my hand had been, well, these two fingers. You may or may not be able to see it, but I think you can see this one is crooked. It's got, you know, let me go over here, steel in it, titanium, and then this one. They're very weak. Um. Anyway, God, my heart stopped twice in the helicopter. They flew me bled out. I mean, I mean, ugly, gory scene. So, when I woke up the day after that surgery, I decided to give my life back to God. And then they released me from the hospital, and I went back to the motel I lived in, and I couldn't pay the bill that week. They gave me a free week. That seems like something great, but I mean, a week goes by. So... I have decided to rededicate my life to God and not drink, and I wasn't able to, recovering in a bed. And the police knock on the door. An investigating cop, you know. He comes in and he fully intends to prosecute me to the ninth. And he does. I was arrested after a week of recovery. I was placed in an isolation cell. Cell. I keep saying cell, but cell. In jail So for 89 days Before the first court date 24 hours a day I was locked down in a the cell There was nothing to do But pray I got a Bible from somebody I think I got a New Testament at first And I I love the New Testament But I wanted the whole Bible And I kept praying And it felt like God wasn't listening to me It was like that day That one day I had heard from God the day before, minor things. God kept in minor communication with me for a long time. And then the day that I decided to just throw it all to the wind, it was the day I wasn't expecting. God stopped talking to me. I went through the hospital, the death experience, the being locked up. For 95 days, I did not hear from God at all. And I started writing about my experience while I was there. The first thing that came to me when I was thinking about writing about how God and I had lost—I was—I think I—I think I was about to write about going to hell. I knew somehow I wasn't going to hell, but the very first thing that came to my mind was, "What were the first words of Satan in the garden?" Did God really say? That's his first word. Did God really say this? And it's been that way ever since. The modern progressive church, am not picking on them, but that's their whole thing. Did God really say? Even though God really did. Um, People take their sins. And then they want the reassurance that comes because they instinctively know that the God of the Bible is God. And they want to sort of make a mishmash. They want to prove that they are going to be okay with Jesus. This is not how it works. If people falsely prophesy to you, If people falsely tell you the will of God, pray for the wisdom of God to know. Because if you ignore the truth of the Lord God, there will be consequences. Yes, God is love. Absolutely. He loves you. Jesus loves you. He died for you. There's no arguing with that. Does that mean that God has lost His morality? No. Does it mean that sin can exist in front of Him now because He's like gotten cool about it? No. Is the world close to the end? Yeah. Are the demons running rampant? Uh, are the satanic generals and Hasatan himself accusing you in front of the Father in heaven? mercilessly, waging war against you with witchcraft and people on Earth that serve them that want to see nothing but your destruction. Yeah. So, I guess maybe this is going to end up being about maybe a 40-minute video, because I'm about ready to get to the point. If you're stuck in I uh, I don't know God situation Or I, I think I do Or I want to hear from God situation Remember this For I know the plans I have for you Says the Lord your God Plans to prosper you and not to harm you Plans to give you hope and a future That's Jeremiah 29 11 But before you even think Get Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I want you to go read verse twelve, and verse thirteen. And you make sure that you got your hammer to the floor on verse twelve and thirteen before you think you're gonna see what verse eleven means. Verse eleven is the most wonderful destiny in the world for you. It's God protecting you from everything. Providing for you always, following in his footsteps, singing praise to the Lord, living amongst just his wings, amongst his power, having power from him to show this blessing to the rest of the world. Before you get that. Let me go back one more time and just go ahead and read it to you. I just want you to get it for sure. And please excuse me for the impromptu, you know, talk, but I just love you. And I just want to introduce myself to you in this way where we can talk. Because I don't care if I get 500,000 people that Follow me or whatever. It doesn't matter. Any one of you can email me or call me and you'll be able to talk to me this way. So, let's try it again. Verse 12. In those days when you pray, I will listen. You'll find me when you seek me. If you look with all your heart. So prior to that, I know the plans I have for you Says the Lord your God To prosper you Not to harm you To give you hope and a future This is quoted by Christians All over the world Very little is quoted About what you have to do To achieve that Which is One more time for those in the back In those days when you pray I will listen You will find me When you seek me If you seek me with all your heart If you're going through a time of darkness in your life And you're torn between the promises you've read in the Bible And what seems to be happening to you in your life I ask you to look at yourself And ask, am I truly seeking the Lord God? Or are there things, simple things, people, you know, they say people, places, and things. Are there things that I'm trying to hold back from God, but still trying to get the blessings of God in my life? Because I tell you, truthfully, you will find when you do what? above, says in verse 13, with all your heart. There may be a part of your heart you're holding back. In the name of Jesus, I pray that you are able to find the part of your heart that you may be holding back from the Lord Yeshua, our Christ Jesus. I pray that the Lord breaks every single chain over you, generationally, Emotionally, physically, spiritually, addictionally Whatever it may be I pray that the Lord cracks it right now And I pray it in faith And if you pray it in faith with me Your addictions are cracked You are freed And he whom the Son sets free Is free indeed Please God be with us Accept our prayer and our praise my lord god i pray that the right person see this message may some be inspired by it but lord may somebody's life be changed by it jesus i pray that you protect every single person that hears this message with angels to watch over them it's in the name of jesus christ i pray amen thank you for listening right on right on right on Right on radio. Right on radio.